This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And we are continuing our series of how to truly optimize your use of LinkedIn. And it's funny, you know, we ended up with kind of a mix of guests for the month, but we really don't have anybody who is specifically talking about how to use it in a job search, which is very bizarre because, right, LinkedIn is, that's one of the primary reasons why people use LinkedIn. So guess what? That's what we're doing today. So please join me in welcoming Lisa Carmen to our program today. Welcome, Lisa. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. As the well-known social light you are, <laughs> I am truly honored to be on your show. Thank well, you. Well, you know, and it's going to be so much fun. And I, we were, you know, chatting before the program. I'm so jealous. Lisa is in Denver, and my longtime listeners know I am a Colorado native, um, and so always fun to talk with somebody back in the home state. Oh yes, I we love it here. I I don't think I could leave. I know, I know. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous, gorgeous there. Well, and in looking at um, everything you have online and all of the social media presence that you have, I think I need to reach out to you and Wise Women Communications help with my communications plan and promoting my own business because well, that is not my expertise. And and that's part of why so many people have trouble with LinkedIn because we're supposed to be promoting ourselves. And it's very hard to do, um, you know, and, and I think especially for women, right? Because we've been always told now, it's not ladylike to brag about yourself mm-hmm. or, you know, all these guys are like, fine, I can tell people I, you know, I went to the moon and back, um, you know, but it's, it's difficult to, to do that. But before we really, you know, get chatting about this, let me tell people a little bit about you. So after 20 years in corporate America, Lisa Carmen, who has been dubbed the resume guru, discovered the work she loves most, connecting one-on-one with business leaders and professionals and crafting standout resumes that result in interviews and compelling LinkedIn profiles that are, that are found for the right opportunities. What sets Lisa apart from the crowd is her personalized approach and unique collaborative process. Lisa brings each client to new levels of motivation for job search and heightened confidence for his or her value to any organization. Each LinkedIn profile or business or resume that Lisa works on is a custom piece. So again, Lisa, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Well, you know, as I mentioned, we've been talking this whole month about LinkedIn, but what I want to hear from you is why do you think LinkedIn is so important? Oh my gosh, I could talk all day about why people should be on LinkedIn. And I completely agree with you. Uh, you, you, have, you have said every single professional should be using LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that 100%. I mean, the numbers are one thing. 600 million members on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Um, gosh, the number of C-suite professionals, I think it's at 8.2 million mm-hmm. C-suite people have LinkedIn profiles. Um, 61 million LinkedIn users are senior level influencers and 40 million are decision are in decision-making positions. Mm-hmm. I mean, only a fraction, this is the exciting part for me, only a fraction of those LinkedIn users have actually published articles on LinkedIn. Right. So, so that opens up a whole new uh, ball game in terms of getting yourself noticed as an industry um, expert mm-hmm. and placing yourself at a heightened level of expertise for the world to see, right? Nice. And for me, LinkedIn, it's, it's, op- it's a networking platform, but it's also all about the relationships. Networking is relationships, right? Mm-hmm. But the really beautiful thing with LinkedIn is it opens up doors in so many different areas and places around the world even right. that you normally wouldn't get to connect with mm-hmm. those different people and those leaders in different organizations. Right. So that's the really exciting thing to me is the potential that it LinkedIn provides to all of us. Right. 
You know, and I think, you know, so many people in many ways have social media overload. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and in particular, especially on Facebook, you know, and, and clearly it varies from person to person, but we're tired of the political posts. Um, I had somebody one time, now this was years ago, who very snarkily said that she was going to unfriend me because she was tired of all the posts I was making about how to use social media. <laughs> and I thought, okay. And, and, and I, I didn't care. In fact, I wasn't exactly sure who she was. But the funny thing was everybody else leaped to my defense. Um, but, you know, people use it for different things. But, you know, Facebook is the party, right? We go to the party, we hear different things. You know, if you don't like what that person's saying, you move on to somebody else in the group. LinkedIn is the business networking meeting. And I think that's why more and more people are coming back to it. You know, I think we've, we've had, you know, a lot of people who, oh, I'll set up a LinkedIn profile because I'm looking for a job. And then, you know, <laughs> they never went back. But they're figuring out that this is the place to make those business connections with people from around the world or across the street. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's all about branding. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn gives you the opportunity to put yourself out there in a professional way, the way you want to. Mm-hmm. And we all know, Deb, that branding isn't just for TV ads and marketing professionals right. anymore. Mm-hmm. So social media has blurred those lines between public and private information. Mm-hmm. And whether we like it or not, our online presence becomes our brand. Right. So LinkedIn um, gives that opportunity to be proactive about your brand development and your career. Mm -hmm. And through LinkedIn, you can establish your professional presence in your own way, distinguish yourself from the competition, and be found, that's the key with LinkedIn, be found for the right opportunities, Mm -hmm. which may or may not include a job change. Right. Yeah, it might just be that you're wanting to connect with your peers mm-hmm. or with power partners or obviously clients and potential potential clients. Absolutely. I think of LinkedIn as a huge resource. Mm-hmm. So it's a resource for clients, peers, opportunities, marketing, establishing professional business relationships, reestablishing or reviving past relationships even. Mm -hmm. And you can look for work on LinkedIn. It's a super powerful job search engine. Right. You know, I heard a stat and and I I don't remember the, the, the number, but it said that the majority of mid to senior level positions are now only listed on LinkedIn. Yes. And, you know, I wish I could find that exact stat um, because that is something that I think so many people forget. Now, yes, you know, we, we there are still news. Do people post jobs in newspapers anymore? I actually got a job <laughs> that way one time. I um, did too. <laughs> and, you know, and, and so that, that did used to work. But, you know, it, it is about knowing somebody in many cases, you know, that can hand walk your resume in. But LinkedIn is such a powerful tool to be looking for those jobs. I was working with a woman a couple weeks ago who, a little more mature, shall we say, uh, back in the job market, not ready to retire, and had absolutely no idea what to do on LinkedIn. You know, one of the problems was she had multiple uh, profiles. You know, I looked her up and she had a very unique name and she'd use the same picture for all of them. So it was pretty easy to tell, oops, same person. Yes. And, and on all of them, she had like two sentences. I mean, nothing there. And the thing that I was telling her was because of the job market now and, and how things are kind of functioning, LinkedIn is actually many people's first interview. You know, the, the, the recruiter, the HR person goes, looks at what you've got on LinkedIn and then decides, yay or nay, we want to go further. That is correct. So let's maybe right now is the perfect time to talk about some of the sections of LinkedIn. Perfect. And what I recommend people do to really optimize their presence on LinkedIn and their brand. So start at the top and walk us through. Yeah, just starting at the top. The the headline field, um, that's the field that's right underneath the picture Mm -hmm. and um, the name of the person. Mm -hmm. And that headline field is a search field that you can optimize by using not just the name of your current role, not just your current title, mm-hmm. but those titles and roles that you're interested in and qualified for moving forward. Right. So LinkedIn isn't just about highlighting your past experience. 
It's about forward momentum and creating a platform for yourself and your brand Mm -hmm. that will bring you new opportunities. Mm -hmm. So what should the headline field say? It should include job titles, Mm -hmm. terms that are those types of positions you are interested in next. It should not just be the name of what you're doing, the title Mm -hmm. of what you're doing. Right. And that's the default. You know, the the default is your most current job title, which in many cases is bleh. I mean, I don't want to know right. your president of, your executive director of, your senior marketing. No, that, that doesn't matter. That's not the job title that we're talking about. Right. And I think a lot of people, because LinkedIn will automatically populate that field for them if they do nothing with it, they don't realize that they're not, not optimizing the power of that search field. Right. So absolutely. In the headline field, you've got 120 character spaces to work with. Put in those terms, those titles from job descriptions that you're interested in and, of course, qualified for. You don't mm-hmm. want to go after something that you really cannot speak to in the interview. Right. Well, let me read what you have because it's, it's perfect. Um, it's executive resume writer, LinkedIn writer and coach, personal branding, keynote speaker, career transition training. Now, I kind of put pauses in where you've got the bar. Um, right. You could do a bullet. You could do other things like that. But the, the thing is, you have it, those, those sections. So if somebody is searching in LinkedIn for executive resume writer, there you are. That's right. And what some people don't realize, too, is that recruiters, if you're in job search, recruiters often only search that field. Right. So, and so if you just have your current job title there, you just lost out on that search. That's right. That's all you'll be found for. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's about all about your findability. And, and I like to call it taking a targeted approach to being mm-hmm. found on LinkedIn. Right. Using those terms and such that you want to be found for. Everything that you just listed on my headline are the exact types of jobs or consulting or customers that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. That's so you don't want to lie. You know, you don't Absolutely want to say, not. you know, CEO, if you've never been a CEO, but there, you know, you figure out different ways to say, you know, uh, senior level management or now there, there's going to go a lot of your characters right there, but you know, it is, you do have to be truthful and let's be honest, all of LinkedIn, you have to be truthful folks. It's Absolutely. not Facebook where we can fudge. <laughs> Integrity matters mm-hmm. on LinkedIn for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and gosh, I've I've talked to um, CEOs and CFOs and a lot of my client base is executive level at, and at least professional level, mm-hmm. and um, they think, well, you know, I was talking to a director the other day, and I said, so in the company you're at, what level are you functioning at? Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I'm really at a senior VP level, but in mm-hmm. this company, it's called a director. Right. And I said, well, if, you're, if you know you can speak to that mm-hmm. in the interview and you can show that you have that depth of experience and knowledge and that you have worked at that level, it's, very, it's, it's perfect for you mm-hmm. to put senior VP right. in your headline field mm-hmm. and to claim that, mm-hmm. you know, even in the experience section in parentheses if you want to. Right. Now, one of the mistakes that I see people do is they get cutesy with it. Yes. And, you know, it's like, no, this is not the place to be cutesy because, again, it's a search field. And if people aren't searching for your cute little term, then they're not going to find you. Right. I've seen um, people do cute little taglines. And for someone who's already well known as an industry expert, maybe that works okay. Right. But a tagline for me might be, um, I, I write resumes so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and if I use that just as my headline, I'm, I'm not going to be found mm-hmm. for a career right. transition coaching or for- That's not what somebody would search for. Exactly. So think in terms of if an employer's looking for you and what you do, what would they search for and what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I can use all of those 120 characters. You know, I'm, I'm looking through my list of people who've sent requests to connect that I haven't connected with for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And like there's one real estate developer. Okay. Where? Okay. Commercial? Residential? 
you know, uh, where, uh, you know, the, the, and, and it's <laughs> funny because you do kind of want to generate questions, but you want to generate the questions in a way that makes them want to learn more about you. You know, if I see real estate developer, I'm like, okay, so, um, CFO, okay, independent marketing of what? Um, yes. Uh, let's see. What else have we got here? Podcast promoter. I get lots of those requests. Um, yes. You know, and, and, but again, I want more. Ew, like this one says podcast pr- promoter specifically in iTunes. Eh, okay. That's, that's a little bit better. Freelance animator. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> give people more so that they know, hey, this is somebody that I want to connect with or right. at least check out. You know, a lot of when I work with clients, a lot of what I say is make it easy for someone to find you. Mm-hmm. In addition to opening up your privacy settings, which is a whole different thing to talk about, right? But make it simple for those employers and recruiters or headhunters to find you through that headline and mm-hmm. through everything else in your content in LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Make them easy to find you and, and get yourself higher on the search list. And that's about keywords, right? Yes. So, talk to us a little bit more about keywords. How would somebody figure out? the keywords that they should be using because we get caught in the cutesy, the industry jargon, and I'm using that as kind of a negative as opposed to keywords. You know, sometimes we just don't even know. You know, and, yes. and, and that's one of the things that I hear people say is, well, I, I'm not even sure what I should be saying. Right. And keywords are can be found from any number of areas. It's all about research. Mm. So I tell my clients, make sure you research the industry that you're in or going into if you don't know much about it. Make sure mm-hmm. you research it and figure out which terms, phrases, keywords are important to that industry. Mm-hmm. And even more importantly, look at the job descriptions of the roles you're interested in next. Right. And and with keywords, there is no formula. There's no secret formula to, dis- to figuring out which keywords are on a job description. It's your best guess. Mm-hmm based on what you know about that job and that industry and what you think are those key abilities that are pertinent to success in the job. Mm-hmm. So that's what keywords are. Um, when I'm looking at a job description and I see the word team collaborator more than once, I figure, okay, that's got to be a, a keyword in in that job description. Or I see an industry term, mm-hmm. um, medical device sales then I know, okay, we want to make sure that is in the LinkedIn profile as well as the resume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and you want to incorporate those keywords. And by the way, in the headline, job Mm -hmm. title terms are almost always including some keywords. Right. So, incorporating keywords, not just in the headline, but also in your summary and experience section, Mm -hmm. just make sure that they're relevant moving forward based on the industry you're in and the job descriptions you're looking at. Right. Considering. You know, and, and I love that you say, you know, for, for people who are looking for a job, look at those industry terms. Um, because for some people, it may be either a new industry that they're transitioning into or kind of dabbling their toes with, mm-hmm. or maybe it's somebody who's been at a company or in a position for long enough, maybe years where they're a little out of touch with some of those terms, um, you know, and, and because especially if you've been at one company for a long time, they're going to have their own language, so to speak. So when Absolutely. you're looking at job descriptions, you know, what are they saying? What are they calling those things? You know, and, and, um, and that, that also helps when you're thinking, I don't know what to write. Well, mm-hmm. look at either, you know, the, the job description or <clears throat> a similar profile and, you know, and, and see how they've written it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You just highlighted something I should have, that looking at other LinkedIn profiles from other respected professionals that you know. Yes, absolutely. Right. Bringing in those keywords are key to mm-hmm. you being found for the right opportunities right. And, and sharing them among all the sections of mm-hmm. LinkedIn. And one of the biggest sections of all is skills and endorsements, but I don't want to go there yet. since right. we're That's further that. down on the page. <laughs> yes, yes. So yes. we've got our headline that just wows everybody. What's next? You know, next is the summary. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many LinkedIn profiles I do reviews on um, before I even engage a client or a client engages me that 
there's no summary at all. Or two sentences. I don't know yes. what's worse. <laughs> yes. Or there's it's cut and paste from the bio of mm-hmm. the resume or the, the uh, profile section of a resume. Right. And it's obvious. That yeah, that's the, what the that is. Uh, oh, what did we used to call it? It was the you know the, your your objectives. Your my job objective is to work for a company that has you know, and yes. they don't do those on you know it's been a long time since I've done a resume, so I don't even know if they put those on resumes anymore. Yeah, not necessary anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but we do a lot of other things now, so let's talk about that summary. Okay. So the really great thing about LinkedIn compared to a traditional resume, which is more of a formal document typically, Mm -hmm. with LinkedIn, you can bring in more about you personally. Mm -hmm. You want to give the reader insights about who you are and how you get things done. So the summary should, can be, and I I recommend writing it in first person, saying this is who I am and Mm -hmm. what I bring. So usually after working with a client on a resume, I know them well enough that I can write their LinkedIn profile summary mm-hmm. in their voice. Right. That is my goal. So when writing it yourself, you want to write it the way you would say things mm-hmm. in a professional way, of course. Um, and you need to present yourself and what you bring to the t- table and identify who you are. So are you a leader? It's up to you to tell someone that. Are you really good at fixing problems? Mm-hmm. It's up to you to share that in your summary section and then later on in the experience as well. Um, do you really prefer to work in a very fast-paced environment? You need to tell your readers that in LinkedIn mm-hmm. in the summary. What makes you thrive? What is it that you're passionate about? Um, Remember that your summary is the first chunk of content in your whole LinkedIn profile Mm -hmm. that anyone may read. So so be sure to incorporate a personal element in addition to your professional side. Mm -hmm. So if you have a gift for getting disparate groups to work together towards a common goal, then it's your job to tell the reader that. Right. Because you can't really put that in the experience section. Because yes. it's not really you know, a job skill, unless that is part of your job. Um, but yeah, in the summary, that's the perfect place to put it. I love this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And show, share what you're excited about. Mm-hmm. And share, I mean, the big thing for me is bring out your personality. And we all know that a personality <laughs> can make or break a work environment. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Right. Yes. So bring out why people love to work with you on teams or Mm -hmm. bring out why you're you're the absolute um, most amazing visionary in your entire division Mm -hmm. and how you know that. You know, mention a few of your your big um, achievements and successes. Mm -hmm. Maybe include a brief section on some results or outcomes in your summary section. Right. Oh, people love numbers. Numbers, numbers. Numbers speak louder than words, but results don't have to be quantitative. They can Mm -hmm. be qualitative too. But Mm -hmm. you're right. Numbers get attention Mm -hmm. for sure. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about personality because I think – we, you know, we have this impression that that we have to be so very serious on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and and obviously part of it depends on why you're using LinkedIn. Um, but I'm I'm looking at a profile now, somebody that I connected with a couple of days ago, and now I won't read you what he said, but you know the the gist of it is he is in sales. He's mm-hmm. he and and he writes a lot of books about it. He does trainings about it. He's not looking for a job in sales, um, but. As his summary, he talks about the fact that he, in essence, is such a good salesman that when he was 11, he was able to convince his mother that he could put up Playboy pinups in his room. 11 <laughs> and Playboy. And he was such a good salesperson that he was able to get, get by with that. And it might not be something you want to have if you're looking for a job, but you know, you, you could word it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And so how much should people kind of let their personality shine in their profiles or in I their think, summaries? Sorry about that. Yes, I know what you're saying. I, I think that bringing out the personal aspects of you, your personality traits that help you succeed is the key. Mm-hmm. So um, talking about how, gosh, you, you're a natural born communicator. I'll, I'm betting that's true of you, Deb. I think I started talking when I was born. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And you can say that in any number of ways, 
but to say it in a compelling way that makes someone say, oh, wow, I would love to chat with her. That's what you want to bring out in your summary section. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's part of it might turn somebody off. I mean, you know, it might be, say, if I'm applying for a job that's very focused, very, you know, task oriented, Chatty Cathy might not be a good job, (laughs) a good candidate. But you know, that's okay because you weeded yourself out before you got through the process. Exactly. That that's exactly what I was going to say. You you also it's it's okay to not get get into be found for opportunities that you're really not interested in. Mm -hmm. So putting yourself out there in a way that shows someone what you're really like and. Maybe you, you like a progressive environment, or maybe you like to be able to work by yourself in a cubicle. That's mm-hmm. how you're a technical analyst type. You still want, you want to weed out what you don't want, and you mm-hmm. want to compel what you do want to come to you. Right. So, and the summary is a great way to do that by bringing mm-hmm. out more about you and giving your, the reader insights about who you are. You know, and, and one of the things that I tell people is that, especially when you're using LinkedIn to get a job or new clients, things like that, the product that you're selling is you. That's right. And, you know, as, as a small business owner, especially one who's just starting out or an entrepreneur, a lot of times people think that everyone is their client. And we've talked about this multiple times on my program. Everyone is not a potential person who's going to work with you and, you know, and, and buy your product or service, you know, that Walmart knows that Starbucks knows that, um, you know, Lexus knows that all these various things. It's, it's about finding that niche and connecting with the right people. And that's, that's scary because you're going from say, you know, a hundred thousand to 10, but if those are the right 10, that's what you want to be searching for. So the same thing with your LinkedIn summary. Absolutely. Absolutely. What you, what you want is your target audience, mm-hmm. the, the, the people in the organizations that you want to be focused on you. That's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. And by writing a summary that incorporates not only your professional side and your achievements and your strengths, but also you personally, that's going to... Um, more likely bring the right opportunities and and uh, people mm-hmm. your direction so that you can make those connections through LinkedIn and start working those that network mm-hmm. in a way that you haven't before. Right. You know, and I've told people it's also the place where you can kind of directly speak to that person. You know, like uh, uh, you might say in there, willing to relocate. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, things like that. Now, okay. One of the questions I often get from somebody who is looking for a job is I'm currently employed, <laughs> but looking. So how do they kind of do that delicate little tap dance so that their boss doesn't come to them and say, now you're looking for real? Oh, yes. I get that question all the time. So when, when you're in, a, in that position where you have a job, you're worried that your boss or your colleagues may figure out that you're um, exploring other opportunities or looking. You can turn off your notifications in LinkedIn so that every time you make a change in your profile, like if you're trying to beef it up or or really write a summary that speaks to who you are, um, you can turn off notifications and then all of your connections will not receive um, like an alarm (laughs) that Mm -hmm. you're out there making those types of changes Mm -hmm. on your profile. Mm -hmm. Another thing you can do is when you're searching colleagues or competitors' uh, profiles and company profiles, you can do that in stealth mode Mm -hmm. and go in as an an anonymous LinkedIn person. Mm -hmm. And the people that you're going to their profiles, those those professionals won't know it's you. Mm -hmm. So there's ways to protect yourself in that way too. Well, and, you know, clearly in your summary – you're not going to say I'm looking for a new job open to relocation, things like that. Oh gosh, no. And I think it's, I think it's perfect to, to state what it is you're doing and what you like about it Mm -hmm. and say it in a positive fashion and then move on to, to explaining more about what Mm -hmm. you do and how you do it and how you get results. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you, you mentioned something, Deb, and it made me think of the picture in LinkedIn. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that picture. Mm -hmm. So, your picture in LinkedIn is your audience's very first impression of you. Mm-hmm. And the key, and this is hard for people to get their own headshots done and to right. have a really nice photo. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to get their picture taken. No. 
the key. And especially when we're a certain age. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> so the key is you want to appear approachable and friendly mm-hmm. and professional and competent. Right. So based on your industry and the types of roles you're going for, um, wear professional attire, but make it appropriate to what you do. Mm-hmm. Be the authentic you, and for heaven's sake, smile. <laughs> right, so, but not the creepy smile. <laughs> not a creepy smile. No creepy smiles allowed. Mm-hmm. I have the most amazing client. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if I said his name, but I haven't asked, so I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. But he's a big guy, big bodybuilder guy. Mm-hmm. And when I saw his LinkedIn headshot, it wasn't a headshot. It was just a photo from his phone. Mm-hmm. It scared me. He uh-huh. looks scary. Right. Um, I've seen those two where you're like, oh my God, this is truly a mugshot. Yes. And he was showing his big muscle with tattoos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is a senior VP guy. Oh, and, and I said, I have to tell you, your profile photo is scary. It's mm-hmm. very intimidating. And he said, oh my gosh, he was just mortified. Right. That, that, That's that a Facebook picture. That's not yes. a LinkedIn picture. Yeah. So I set him up with a great photographer and he got a fantastic headshot mm-hmm. out of it. And he still laughs about that. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, well, and now if he worked for a company that did bodybuilding or something, then that might be a little bit different. Um, but, but yeah, it's the, the picture really is something, you know, what is it? A picture it says a thousand words. It does. And it makes a mental connection with the, with the reviewer immediately, mm-hmm. just seeing your smiling face. Mm-hmm. It makes this mental connection. Right. So um, make sure it conveys the message you intend. I mm-hmm. guess that's my main thing, but right. my main message. No selfies, no selfies folks. No, no selfies. selfies. <laughs> I used to say no glamour shots, but I don't see much of those anymore. Oh, heavens. Yes, you know, for, yes. for those of, that aren't of a certain age, <laughs> Oh yeah, we all had the glamour shots if we were <clears throat> a little a little more mature and you know, yeah, so let, let's put it this way, no feather boas, no, no fancy cowboy hats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Things like that. Um but and yeah. I usually recommend full color. I right. think full color's the way to go, but I have seen some amazing black and white professional mm-hmm. photos too. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because at least on the desktop app, I haven't, or on the, the um, iPhone app, you can change your photo. You can do, you can change it as sepia tone, as black and white, all these various things. And, and that's just kind of an interesting little thing that I noticed that, that LinkedIn lets you do now. Not a lot of people take advantage of it. And, and I can see why. I mean, you know, it's kind of like, ugh, yeah, nah, not, not really. So let's talk about that other picture. That's the background image. Okay. So that can be used a few different ways. So behind your your headshot photo on LinkedIn, there's mm-hmm. also a background. Mm-hmm. And if you do nothing with it, then LinkedIn automatically provides this grid-looking network kind of that background. That is blue work. Yes, it's blue. <laughs> I think it's boring. Mm-hmm. But it's what you get if you do nothing with it. So right. um, you can change that background image. And mm-hmm. I suggest selecting an image that conveys a message about your work, mm-hmm. your industry, or your interests. Right. And so, I love yours. I'm looking at it right now. It's got, it's just words yes. and they're, they're just in three colors, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's, you know, obviously your brand colors um, of your business, but, you know, it, it's the keywords again, resume, LinkedIn, relevant, powerful, professional, achievement statements, broadcast, targeted, um, you know, so it's got those keywords. Now, those aren't searchable keywords. Correct. When people see that, it's like, oh, resume, profile, LinkedIn, relevant. Okay, I know exactly what Lisa is about. And any, now for me, it's perfect because I'm a wordsmith and a writer, Mm -hmm. right? But anyone can make their own Wordle. That's just a Wordle. Mm-hmm. It's a website, W-O-R-D-L-E. Mm-hmm. And I created that Wordle using the words I wanted to use and mm-hmm. saved it as a PDF and uploaded it to LinkedIn. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, say so you're looking for a job and they've listed 10 skills that you need to have. Pick out like, you know, you wouldn't say that a lot of times that's a full sentence or, you know, four or five words. Pick out those keys and make a Wordle out of them. Oh my yes. gosh, wouldn't that be yes. cool? And I've already, I've got a lot of people doing that just from mm-hmm. presentations I've been doing around trying mm-hmm. to share my expertise. Right. And I'm seeing more and more Wordles on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty, pretty mm-hmm. neat. And it's a way for people to distinguish themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. It can also be a graphic. Um, you know, mine, mine has 
some other pictures of me in it. Yeah, I like yours. Yeah, you know, there's the, a lot of people have very different things in it. But again, it's just like, you know, you don't want your picture to be the ghost person. You don't want your background to be that blue blah. Right. So use your background picture to engage your audience or illustrate your expertise or show something mm -hmm. about you. Yeah. So I think that brings us down to the, exper the experience yes, the section. experience section. Mm -hmm. Already there. All right. So this is where the resume comes into play. Mm -hmm. Should it be exactly what your resume is, cut and pasted into experience? No, it should not. A lot so of people not? don't know what else to do, but right. that's what they do. Um, it always surprises people when I tell them you can actually provide your resume as an attachment on LinkedIn so that whoever's reviewing it can actually download your resume. Right. Um, in the, you can do that in any of the sections. I mm -hmm. would do it in the summary section. Mm -hmm. um, and you want for your LinkedIn profile to appear professional and that you put thought and effort into it. Mm -hmm. And when you when you just cut and paste the same content from resume to LinkedIn, there's, there's nothing to compel the reader to keep reading mm -hmm. if they've already seen the resume or seen pieces of it. Right. So instead of cutting and pasting, um, I recommend in under each role in your experience section, first write a personal quote, mm -hmm. thought, or standout memory about mm. that job. Mm-hmm. Place it in quotes so it's clear that this is you sharing a memory mm -hmm. or sharing something important to you. So you might mention your absolute best learning experience or your proudest moments mm -hmm. in your career or the most amazing team effort. Um, this lends a likable aspect to your LinkedIn profile and once again gives the reader some insights into you personally. Mm -hmm. So start with one or two sentences with your standout memory spoken mm -hmm. from your perspective. And then do not just list your responsibilities. Right. A lot of people do that, whether they cut because and they cut and paste from the resume. Mm -hmm. Right. Or from a job description. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. Um, so instead of listing any think of it this way, anyone can list the responsibilities, those things they're supposed to be doing every day. Not everyone mm -hmm. can actually show how they make a difference every right. day at mm -hmm. work. That's what you want to focus on instead of responsibilities. You want to list bullets that reflect your best achievements under each role mm -hmm. and make sure you include results. So that's qualitative or quantitative results. And that is where you answer the, so what? Why should I care about this bullet? Mm -hmm. And be sure to give credit where credit's due for team accomplishments. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, you want to be as honest as possible and with high integrity. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But um, on your bullets, make sure that, especially under your more recent roles, you they contain the achievements you're most proud of mm -hmm. with those results attached. Right. Super important. Mm -hmm. From the resume, what I would do is simply rewrite the resume bullets into a different form on right. LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Like on the resume, you have you know maybe a sentence, if even that. On LinkedIn, you can it's a expand. paragraph. Yes, yes. And I recommend the way that you set it up is 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 with achievement statements where you start with what you've done, mm -hmm. so explaining the situation and your actions, and then ending with the results. Mm -hmm. So it sets up a really nice rhythm mm -hmm. for how each one reads, mm -hmm. and it it just it kind of develops a cadence for people reading through, and they know. After a while, all they have to do is look at the very end of that bullet, of each mm -hmm. bullet, to find out what you really did in terms of an outcome. Right. Well, and again, I'm looking at your profile, and what I love is that you have only one or two sentences per paragraph. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for people to read. You know, if it's, it, we've, we've all seen the profiles where it's one big paragraph. You can't read that. You know, your, your brain cannot process that. So then what does that mean? It means I skip. You know, I either skip to the next section or I skip to the next person. Yes. Yes. And the last thing anyone in job search wants or someone who's just trying to establish themselves and their brand, the last thing you want is for someone to look at your profile, be overwhelmed going into that experience section by mm -hmm. seeing just tons of verbiage and and paragraphs after paragraph mm -hmm. and saying, not worth the time, got to move on. Right. 
that's the last thing anyone wants. Well, and especially if you're in the job market. You know, it, it used to be that a handful of people applied for a job and now hundreds, thousands of people apply for a job. So we have to make it easy for the HR recruiter, uh, you know, whoever it is that's looking at this because they're really just glance, 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 glance. That's all they have time for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just due to the sheer volume mm-hmm. of candidates. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I know. It's it's one of those things where you want to showcase your best mm-hmm. and less is more. Right. Even though you've got 2,000 characters you can mm-hmm. use under each role, that's how much space you've got. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use all those, but if you have achievements that you're proud of, and my key is, do you want to talk about the achievement in an interview? Mm-hmm. Then absolutely, you list them and use all 2,000 characters if mm-hmm. you need to. Right. But do it in a way that is easy to scan mm-hmm. with bullets. Right. Now, Lisa, since we're talking specifically about people who might be using LinkedIn for a job interview, one of the things that people have asked me, or actually two, hmm, two things are how far back do they go and or do they include things that don't pertain to what they're currently looking for? That is a great question. And you know, it is situational. It is based on the person and who we're talking about and Mm -hmm. what they want next. So for those roles that are no longer relevant moving forward for a person, you're really, they're really not necessary to include Mm -hmm. going way far back. Right. Um, 10 10 to 15 years tops is probably fine. Mm -hmm. However, if you are someone who wants to go back to, to work that you used to do many years ago, mm-hmm. that is the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Then you want to make sure that relevant older experience is reflected mm-hmm. in your LinkedIn profile. You might want to mention one of those achievements from the older experience in your summary as well. Mm-hmm. Just to say, I know how to do this and it was my favorite work and now I'm coming back to this. Right. Um, so 10 years, I think usually is the norm, just like on a resume. However, in LinkedIn, you can keep listing your experience going as far back as you want, mm-hmm. knowing that it probably isn't going to be read if it goes way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the reviewer is going to look at what they need to find out if you're a fit for the role and if your experience is relevant to the mm-hmm. role. Well, now here's a, a different situation with experience. You and I were talking about this before, about people who had long-term careers with one organization mm-hmm. and then found themselves looking for another job. So how do you, you don't want to just have one experience, do you? How, what do you do with that situation? Oh, absolutely. You want to break it up with role titles. Okay. You definitely want to do that. Because hopefully you had different roles while you were there. Well, that would be the hope, right? And, you know, it's not always the case, but usually I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think I started in the mailroom in mm-hmm. a big organization and worked my way into leadership positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so um, you, would, you would start with your relevant experience. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that that is loud and clear and that you're incorporating those keywords mm-hmm. from the roles you want moving forward. Um, and... When you've been in a company for a long time, in LinkedIn, and it's not as clear-cut on a resume, it it really is more evident that you've been at the same company. In LinkedIn, every time you start a new role, it lists the company again. Mm -hmm. So it will give the impression of um, a progressive, more more of a progression type thing. Okay, which is which is what people want to Mm -hmm. display when they have a long-term role in a company where they have a long-term stay in right. an organization. And I work with people like that all the time mm-hmm. who suddenly find themselves in job search. And it's it's an uncomfortable place to be for anybody. Right. Especially sure. if you've been somewhere, you know, even more than maybe five years, um, you know, because I think typically they say now the majority of people stay at a position for three years and then off they go to another job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and years ago, that would have been seen as job hopping. You know, yes. oh, this person is so unfocused that, you know, now it's seen as a benefit, um, you know, and, and three years might even be long for some people. Uh, but, right. uh, but and yes, executives so, every three to five years for sure. Right. And, and that's, people. yeah, that's not a negative. That's, you know, maybe, and especially it depends on the type of, of executive. You know, if they're, say, a, a turnaround person, well, they're only going to be at that organization until that task is done. And then they go on to the next thing. Um, You know, I worked with people who were uh, 
uh, basically what what you called a temporary CEO or you know C level person CMO C whatever mm-hmm. until you hired that full time person um, you know and and so they it really would have looked like they were job hopping but you know it, that was their career that was what they did right right and I think one of my favorite um, groups of people to work with are those people who were at a company for a very long time mm-hmm. and find themselves in job search for whatever right. reason mm-hmm. uh, because they haven't thought about their their how awesome they really are mm-hmm. in so long. Right, they didn't have to, you know. And and I, mean, I, I don't even. Oh, it's been ten years at least since I've done a resume, um, you know. And 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 you know. So we're talking about people whether they've been with their own business or you know maybe you've been in corporate America for many many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the things that's funnest for me when I work with people like that is. I get to help them take ownership for mm-hmm. that. I get to help them think think it through and really right. understand their value mm-hmm. and what they bring to the mm-hmm. proverbial table and help them articulate that. Mm-hmm. That is that is the best for me. That's why I do what I do. Well, and you know, it might also help them focus on that. So, you know, right before say they're doing a performance review, maybe they go in, they really update their LinkedIn profile and, oh, well, this is everything that I've done. So then when they go in for their performance review, they're able to to go through and say, well, in the last year, I, me, we, the team, whoever did this and this and this and this and this. Yes. And and it allowed them to focus on it and really pick out what the highlights were. Yeah. LinkedIn could really serve as your electronic record Mm -hmm. of your best. Right. Yeah. And and it should be, you know, that's the other thing that, that we tell people, you know, how many people and, and, you know, you and I look at a lot of LinkedIn profiles, you can tell that they set it up and then crickets, you know, yeah. they, they didn't go back, they didn't update it, they're certainly not posting. Um, but, you know, so just think if every time, and, and again, no matter what, you know, whether you're the business owner or an employee, if you went in and updated your profile with that accomplishment, you know, that's, that, that is, it's a great way to keep track of those things because we don't remember. You Absolutely. Know, I, yeah. I don't remember what I did six months ago, let alone six years ago and, and further back than that. So just think if we kind of had that running record. Absolutely. And taking that a step further, um, I recommend everybody have their list on a Microsoft Word document that's called my successes or mm-hmm. my achievements. Right. And you just start listing those things so they're you don't lose track of them as time mm-hmm. goes on. And then what you end up with, and likewise on link, LinkedIn, is before any interview, you've got this incredible resource mm-hmm. to review all of your best successes. And those that you want to talk about in the interview are on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. As, right. as you achieve and as you grow and develop and do new things, it's really an exciting, um, non-static kind of dynamic way mm-hmm. to keep track of who you are, and what your achievements have been for your organizations. Right. You know, one of the things that I just thought of as we were talking about this is when you've made major changes and, and updates to your LinkedIn profile, save it as a PDF. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you yes. never know when things might change. Um, you yes. know, and, 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 and things happen. Um, you know, websites go away. Now, you know, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft now, so hopefully those two companies never go away. But it is conceivable that something like that might happen. You know, one of the features in LinkedIn used to be that you could download all of your, your contacts. Can't do that anymore, which right. is probably a good thing. I mean, you know, that got rid of an awful lot of spamming. But, you know, download your own LinkedIn profile. For one thing, especially if you're in, a, you know, looking for a job, if somebody else downloads it, what are they going to see? Download it so that you've got that record. Absolutely. And that brings up something that I, it's a simple, simple thing, but so many people don't do it. Before you write any content for your LinkedIn profile, don't do it straight into LinkedIn. Write it in a Word document first. Yes. Yes, because so that it doesn't have, have spell check. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I have spent hours on an incredible article in the LinkedIn publishing platform, right. and then LinkedIn has a hiccup. <coughs> right. And I lose hours of work. Mm-hmm. The same can happen with your summary or mm-hmm. your experience section. Right. So write it in a Word document first, then cut and paste it mm-hmm. into summary experience. Mm -hmm. Well, and that gives you an easy way to update it also. Um, And if you're really concerned about the character count, you can make it do the character count also. Right. 
Right. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about yet, do we have time, is about skills and endorsements. Oh, definitely. Let's talk about that. Okay. So there's there's these three words, skills, endorsements, and recommendations. Mm -hmm. And I find that they are very mysterious to people. And LinkedIn kind of changes them on occasion. Yes. Yes, they do. So I'd like to really explain how they how they work and why they matter to you as a job search person or just wanting to get your brand out there and broadcast yourself Mm -hmm. as an expert. Right. So I recommend a targeted approach to skill endorsements. Mm -hmm. So we don't have three things, skills, endorsements and recommendations. We have two things, Mm -hmm. skill endorsements and recommendations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So your skills on LinkedIn are those aptitudes and knowledge may receive endorsements from your LinkedIn connections. Mm -hmm. If you don't add your own skills, LinkedIn uses an algorithm to go through your content in your profile and guess, figure out what those skills are. Right. So skills are important to you and make a huge difference in search results in in terms of how far up in the search results list you show up Mm -hmm. for keyword density. Right. So the skills, you can create incredible keyword density for the skills that you want to be found for so that mm-hmm. you show up at the top of, the, of those search lists. Right. So and many, again, it's, it's as you said, it's keywords, you know, and, and don't let LinkedIn do it for you because it might be picking out things that you really don't want to be emphasizing, especially if you're in the job market. Absolutely. Like, for instance, with me, I have many hundreds of endorsements for leadership. Mm-hmm. I used to do leadership training and leadership development programs and mm-hmm. such. I don't do that anymore. So I'm not going to get rid of that skill because I've got so many great endorsements right. for it, but I'm going to move it down in my list of endorsements mm-hmm. so that it doesn't pop up for my connections for endorsements all the mm-hmm. time. So your top skills There's your three top skills and then your top skills under each category Mm -hmm. that LinkedIn now organizes those skills under. The top ones, like I rank order them. So um, this is is what I suggest everyone do with their skills. Rank order each skill in terms of importance. So Mm -hmm. first, make a list for yourself. You might look at what's already there, what Mm -hmm. LinkedIn may may have already um, identified for you as a skill, Mm -hmm. and write your own skills and Mm -hmm. rank order them. And understand you can have up to 50 skills Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Right. And just know that the top skills under each category are the ones that your connections are going to be asked if they want to endorse you for on a more regular basis. Mm So the top five or six, make sure they're the skills you want to be found for under each category. Right. Well, and it's interesting. I'm looking at mine right now. Mm, they're yeah. not the ones that I want to be the top three. I wondered about <laughs> your profile. I did look at that. And I said, I wonder if that's your top three. Mm-hmm. I thought that you had moved a few around because there's mm-hmm. some. So what LinkedIn will do, the skills that you have the most endorsements for become your top three. Right. So mine are social networking, which we don't even call it that anymore, social media marketing, and blogging. Right. <laughs> yes. So what I would help you with is you, you can simply move those skills lower in under one of those other categories. Mm-hmm. You can't pick the categories, though. That's right. the kicker. LinkedIn decides what mm-hmm. your, which category each skill right. fits under, mm-hmm. except for those top three. Mm-hmm. But you can move skills around and place them in the order you want and create new skills. Mm -hmm. And And it's interesting because, yeah, like you said, you can't make the category. So podcaster would be something I would want. And that's that's not going to be one that I can that that they offer. They well, but you could still podcasting. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you can still place it at the top of your top three. Mm -hmm. You just have to move one of your other top three Mm -hmm. down. Yeah, I love it. I love yeah, it when I get to learn new stuff. tool. Yay. Yes. And you don't want your skills to be watered down either. I think you may have this a bit of this issue as well. I do. Mm-hmm. Like I had resumes, resume writer, resume development. So I was getting endorsements, a spattering of endorsements for all for these the different things. same thing. Mm-hmm. And I finally just said, okay, I'm moving all of them down, getting rid of a few of those resume skills and mm-hmm. focus on resume writing. Yep. That's what I want endorsements for. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So that's in, in my top list. Mm-hmm. I yes. love it. Yeah, so it's a targeted approach. You are in control of your LinkedIn profile and you are, you can make, you can take control of how, 
which opportunities and people you get found and connected with. Mm -hmm. The opportunities you're found for and the people you're connected with. Right. Well, yeah. speaking of that, I, I, there's been a question that several people have asked me before, and it is, should they, if they're really only applying for one position, should they write their LinkedIn profile to directly address that one position? Or should well, it stay more kind of generic? I think when you're, when you're very clear, like you just want to be a... a vice president of finance. Mm -hmm. I think you need to be very clear that that's where your interest right. is. So maybe not for a specific company, but for that specific position. Right. I would say I would still open it up because titles are not what they used to be. Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. So instead of just vice president of finance in a smaller organization, that might be a CFO role. Mm -hmm. In a larger organization, maybe it's a director role. Mm -hmm. So I still think it's appropriate to include more titles that you could fit into and speak to and are right. qualified for mm -hmm. and write your profile in a way that shows this is my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm a finance professional. I've led teams in this way and I've achieved these types of outcomes and results mm -hmm. and be very clear that that's what you're interested in, but don't, don't leave yourself, don't limit yourself to just one title. Mm -hmm. And in your summary, I mean, if you're interested in keynote speaking, make sure that's clear in your headline as well as your summary mm -hmm. so that you can get found for those types of opportunities right. too. So yeah, I do think if you know you're only interested in finance, make sure that that's what your LinkedIn profile speaks to, mm -hmm. but go beyond that in terms of the roles you might be able to fill. Right. Well, good golly, Lisa. Did that we make are, sense? It, it did. It did. And uh, we could go on forever. I know. Um, and you <laughs> have a book coming out at some point, so we will definitely have you on again. But, you know, for people who might want to work with you, because you do write resumes for people and you write LinkedIn profiles, how do they connect with you online? And what are some of the services that you do provide? Yes, I also uh, provide training for people on LinkedIn. So I usually work in 30 or 60 minute increments at an hourly rate. Mm -hmm. And um, so I help people understand this is what you need to do to manage your brand on LinkedIn and maintain a level of activity mm -hmm. to keep getting your brand out there. And I'll, I've even developed um, a step-by-step handout, kind of a cheat sheet to help mm -hmm. people understand how to manage their LinkedIn brand. Ooh. But the training piece um, is, is something that I think almost all professionals need because they haven't had time. Mm -hmm. They're, They're good at what busy. they do. Mm -hmm. They haven't had time to pursue this mm -hmm. and, unless it's something with what you do, like yourself mm -hmm. in, your, in your business. I love so it. So I, I offer training on LinkedIn. I also make sure that my clients can walk away feeling like they're ready to handle it and manage it on their own. That's mm -hmm. important to me. Mm -hmm. I want people to to not have to come back to me unless they want to, which mm -hmm. that happens a lot too. Um, but maintaining activity on LinkedIn, sharing posts, writing your own articles, commenting on other posts that you see from industry um, experts or positioning yourself as an expert. Mm -hmm. I teach people how to do that. Great. I do not manage LinkedIn ongoing. Mm-hmm. Like, like other businesses do. Right. I am the wordsmith writer and I mm -hmm. help people take ownership for their best and articulate that moving forward. Mm -hmm. Well, And I, I love you also do corporate training. I think that's, that's kind of a unique service. Well, and for me, it kind of goes back to my roots mm -hmm. because m many of my positions was corporate training type roles, mm -hmm. whether it was human resources training, like conflict management, seven habits of highly effective people, mm -hmm. team building, or technical training. I mm -hmm. did a lot of technical training uh, projects, mm -hmm. as well as special projects all over the company. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I love doing corporate training because it is back to my roots. And I, I'm one of these people that can stand in front of hundreds and just have a blast. Great. I, I just, love it. I really enjoy that. I love it. So my, re my website is resonatingresumes.net. Mm -hmm. And that is my business. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, my LinkedIn URL is um, Lisa Carman dash resumes. Mm -hmm. You'll find me real easily on LinkedIn. Right. Oh, and, we didn't uh, even talk about how to personalize your, your LinkedIn URL. 
Yes, that's the first thing I usually do with each client. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so for those who don't um, don't know what that means, your LinkedIn URL, LinkedIn automatically assigns some numbers and letters at the end of your gobbledygook. Email. Gobbledygook is exactly what it is. So I guide before I finish a resume. Even I will guide a client through. Let's customize that URL so that we end it with your with your first and last name. Mm-hmm. And it's just a much more professional look for on the resume, on a business card, and on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You share that link with people as well. I love it. Well, Lisa, we are at the top of the hour. So do you have any final words of wisdom for our listeners? Oh, gosh. Um, if, if you've been struggling to develop your LinkedIn brand or to maintain some level of activity on LinkedIn, don't give up. This is an important, powerful tool for anyone in business today, whether you're a business owner or an executive or a professional person or a new grad. Mm-hmm. Find a way to make progress, whether it's asking for help from someone like me or powering through the process on your own. Don't give up. It is worth your time and investment for your future opportunities. That's Perfect. my main message. I love it. Well, I can't wait to have you on again when you have your book completed so everybody can look forward to that. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Lisa Carmen. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.